Scotty, 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 guess what, guess what, guess what? Oh, my word, you must be excited that you said it before you even started singing. <laughs> oh, well, that's fine. I, fuck, I forgot to sing. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we are. That's the title, isn't it? Oh, fuck, I forgot to sing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, you know, I'm excited because um, it, it's, it would appear that uh, there's there's been at least one fractional listener, possibly two, although actually it's not clear that there's overlap. So let's just say this, that we know I, I have confirmation of multiple fractional listeners. Well, John, that is the bad and most excited I've been all day. So tell me, tell me about this confirmation and tell me, tell me about this, this bombshell of, you know, head, headline news. <laughs> headline news of, of increased attention. Now, it was very sweet. So you, you might recall, I don't know, maybe a month or so, sometime in the before times, before times being, you know, back before you decided to go off and be a, a music festival hippie. Um, I was talking about the foul child um, and his efforts to to get a good machine for running, uh, you know, to basically be able to run this this Windows software called SolidWorks because it's a requirement at the engineering school he's going to, and he's Mac uh, through and through, just like his fat old man. And it's possible to run with parallels, but it's it's not perfect because that software really depends on writing specifically to a specific GPU. And uh, there was a fellow named Eric. Um, who got in touch with me on, on, on Mastodon, and he was very, very kind. So if you're listening to this, Eric, thank you so much. It, it genuinely made my day. Personally, first of all, just because you 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 were you were listening and you, you know about uh, with interest uh, about my son's you know engineering education and future plans because he had uh, you know a family member who had you know similar interest relative um, and I thought that was really great. He shared with me some great information and then went to the trouble of of sending me a document which uh, he uses with his colleagues because he has to run it and he had some success in running it pretty well on 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 a Mac and. Uh, you know, once you get installed, that's one thing, but th- th- that's kind of Mac and parallel specific. But then otherwise, there's a lengthy document which talked about how to uh, get the most performance out of it because, you know, there are different knobs and levers you can twist and pull um, uh, in order to, to make it work. So I, I was I was genuinely touched. It, 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 it you know, it, it just basically reminds me that a thing that I've always loved about software engineering or engineering in general is that people who are engaged trying to solve gnarly problems do it with humility, knowing knowing that sometimes they're the first to try and, and work in an area or maybe the first in their group, and there's always an interest in making it easier for the next person, you know, not because you, yeah, just because you, everybody, you know, tends to want to see others succeed, and then the the, the whole field as a, as a whole goes further, and I, I was reminded of that and how much I enjoy that. So that was one thing. Uh, and then the other one was, uh, you know, I think a, a longer-term friend of the show, um, uh, our best friend in the world, um, Heck J, and I, I like calling people by their handlers, even though I know the J stands for. Let's see, let's let's invent a, a name to protect his innocence. Jeremiah, there we go. Jeremiah Heck, <laughs> Jeremiah Heck. Um, but anyway, he was very kind uh, and sent his congratulations. So th- those two things, like for real, made me happy. So Eric and and Eric and 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 Jeremiah, thank you so much. Jeremiah, I'm sure he'll love you for that. Well. <laughs> uh... There we are. You were you were going to call him Jehovah. I think you actually know him in real life, don't you? I do know him in real life. Yes, yes. Um, and I definitely don't call him Jehovah. But there we go. <laughs> but Heck, Jezebel, Heck, Jezebel, Heck J will be as he is known for 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 ever ever more. Put that way here. So uh, a week ago when we were speaking, you'd um, 
done a release. You were very excited about it. You were, yeah, you you told us about some of the uh, problems, or, yeah, not problems, some of the engineering challenges you've been through, uh, particularly ones involving, you know, such a, a project with so many moving parts and so many potential users and whatever else. So it's been like, you know, you'd, you'd released, I think it'd been out for a few days when we last spoke. You know, it's now been been, been longer than that. Is, is, you know, anything else you wish to follow up with or add from last week about, you know, how it's gone or not gone or responses? And I don't know how much you, you in particular might see any feedback or whether you just have to take a note out. But any, anyway, basically anything you want to follow up from last week's happy release for you. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I, I do look at follow-up. I do try to, to see how people are reacting to it and, and, and also just looking at usage patterns and things like that. Um, some I can talk about, some not. So, I mean, like, in, in general, the the reaction has been, as far as I can see, uniformly positive. You know, that that, that there will always be people who say, well, I have this wish list or that wish list. Um you know, out you know, out in the out in the wild, and then among the company, because you're always balancing things. I mean, that 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 is a generally speaking one of the hardest challenges I think in product management of a modern mobile app that has a wide variety of constituencies, and you're always trying to balance how do you make things work for first time users, how do you make it work for people who are used to using it, how do you make changes without disrupting everybody. You know, I'm. Particularly aware of things for people who are, you know, who who depend on on, you know, assistive technologies like VoiceOver to be able to navigate the app. So every time there's big changes, I always, you know, worries like, is this going to throw people off? If they were to land on this canvas, would they feel like they are they're completely lost? And there there was a lot of effort to to make sure that wasn't the case. You know, Barky the failure dog doesn't agree. He probably he's just saying right now. It's like, yeah, keep keep telling yourself that, John. Um, so that's one thing. The second thing is, uh, you know, there has been a lot of effort for us to be able to reconfigure our app to to continue to experiment and also put the the right the right thing in front of the member at the right time, wherever they are in their journey with the app. Or the use of the app, meaning like if they're brand new to the app, that's one thing. If they're already in there in the app and they're going through this cycle of discovering something new, playing it back, enjoying it, thinking about it, then maybe thinking about the, the, the next thing they might want to watch so that there is that type of, of, of member journey as well. Um, and so I always think about how does this particular canvas, my Netflix fit into that because on the one hand we're, we're trying to say this is the this is the comfortable place where you want to be this is where you will be able to find things that that you know that you like and that you've been interacting with um, but it's and it's also a place a launching pad for further kind of enjoyment of something so I, I'm thinking several steps ahead of, of where I, where I'd like to see that, that canvas go um, but I'm I am I am not the dictator of the application <laughs> and so there there are other people who have other opinions and, and now begins the discussion about kind of where we go from here. Um, so th that's all interesting and good. Uh, in terms of, you know, you make a release and you think, you know, all all is great. Now we just have a, a breather for a bit. And then the reality is, is that no matter what, you release something and it's like, oh, wait, we, we forgot about this. You know, and so there's always like, you know, one or two little things like, oh, better get that fixed quickly. And they're not catastrophic, but they're things that you can say, oh, you know. And, and, and 
part of it has to do with, you know, the general problem you have with making changes to one thing in, in one part of your app or one part of, of your platform and making sure that those changes are observed everywhere else. And so one such thing is, is you know, changing your profiles because you're, it, just yesterday it was, uh, it was announced that uh, the, the first Netflix profiles, uh, that, that feature was delivered 10 years ago. And that was a pretty big thing at the time because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a TV. It's just something you turn on. And now we're putting TV on the Internet. And so, you know, how is that different? Uh, and, and a big different thing, and that's very, very important to us, is that we want to know who you are uh, so so that your watch history and your interactions can can lead to better recommendations and a more personalized experience. So the fact that profiles turn, turn 10 and this My Netflix, which is all built around, you know, your profile and your activity, uh, we're encouraging people to, to really interact with it. And so there was a bug. Shh, don't tell anybody. Well, I would call it a regression. So I'll throw somebody under the bus, but I won't name them. Uh, is that yeah, you you build a test and you, you architect the test and you build some code and some of that code makes it into productization. Some of it doesn't because, you know, you, you the, the, in, in this particular case, code which gathered the data from a custom back end is no longer needed because we switched where the data was, was derived and how it's delivered and it was done particularly so that it could be done for all platforms. And so, you know, certain things that, 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 when you're working on it and you're the principal engineer and you're the most in the code, you kind of go through these paths like, yeah, I better make sure you do that. And one thing that can be done is that you edit the profile icon and we have this wide variety of icons. And uh, so I w was aware that if you change it, there are multiple places uh, where you would see it. And so you have to send a notification, say anyone who has a profile uh, object and they're showing their avatar, if you receive this notification, please refresh and get it again. So it was done in two of the three right places, and there was one place where it wasn't wasn't catastrophic, uh, but that had to get fixed, and, and that's now out in the world. But, you know, these, these are the types of, of things that you, you notice when you ship something. You think, oh, my gosh, we've been, you know, working on this for months and months and months, and the productization of it and the test itself spans even longer, and then sometimes you think, I'm going to get it all perfect, but you know what? Apple doesn't even get it right, and they have to release patch releases for their operating system. So I'm not going to beat myself up too hard about it. But that, that gives you some idea. That was a long ramble. I would expect nothing less. And then a long ramble or, or having to, to, to send bug fixes out. Uh, no, 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 the long ramble, yeah. The bug fixes, yeah. yeah, they're just part of the course of development. And the long ramble is just part of life. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's... Uh, 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 yeah, just the way it is. Well, that, that's good. That's good. So, I mean, bugs are bugs. There's no point getting upset about them unless, no. I mean, obviously some bugs, if they destroy user data or cause massive uh, loss in the you know, number of users uh, or conversion or anything like that, particularly in companies where that's a commercial thing, that they're always bad and whatever else. But on the whole, we, we, we have this conversation lots of times. Bugs are bugs. No point getting too upset. Just get them fixed and, and move on. Well, do you know what, John? It's time for us to go. Johnny, 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 Johnny. <laughs> Scotty, Scotty, Scotty. Yes, yes, yes. We made a new release today as well. Oh, wow. That's glorious. Tell me all yeah, about man. it. Okay. So, Moneywell Sharing, uh, when we released Moneywell back in April, which feels like five minutes ago, but I guess it's quite a few months now, uh, with sharing implemented, it, we are using iCloud to implement our sharing uh we're not using the core data uh icloud git 
stuff there. We're using ensembles, which we've spoken about quite a few times, where Inat uses uh, iCloud as the back end. Um, just to reiterate, we, we've stuck with ensembles for now because it's back end independent. Should there ever become a problem with an Apple service, not that we've had any reason to think there are ever problems with Apple services, we would be able to switch out. But effectively, we're just using... But anyway, when when it was released uh, uh, back in April, you could only share data uh, across the same uh, iCloud account. So now we have implemented uh, the iCloud sharing where you can share with someone on a different iCloud account and share your budgets and your budget data with your many loved ones because anyone who you love should see your financial situation. <laughs> Absolutely. And <determine laughs> should be on, whether, they, on whether they can afford to keep loving you. <laughs> yes. Can you afford to keep loving me? Uh, and on the whole, this has been, you know, iCloud, uh, iCloud Kids is pretty good at this. Um, you know, from a does it work point of view, the answer is yes. We had to change a little bit of uh, stuff about budget management because, you know, what happens when someone unshares it with you? Um, you know, pre- previously, if you if you decided to stop sharing a budget because it was only on your own iCloud account, there were no security concerns. So basically on other devices, it just became a local budget. But of course, if you're um, uh, uh, sharing a budget with, with someone else and they decide to stop sending that budget with them, you probably don't want them to have that budget at all anymore. So my one needs to like not even keep that budget around in any form at all. So there's a little bit of like file maintenance management and UI management for it. Uh, and, and on the whole, it was all pretty, pretty smooth. I would say that um, as with most things with Apple, the ability to, we decided, even though Moneywell is mainly a, a Mac app, it has uh, an iOS app called Moneywell Express, which is more mostly yeah, 90% of the functionality of Moneywell doesn't happen, work. It's not, not that it doesn't work, it's not implemented in the iOS app. It just allows you to uh, look up the study of your budget and to add transactions. So when you're out, you can say, well, I've just bought this or I've just bought that and, and add it in. Um, so on the, but we decided we, you could implement a share from from Manuel Express or accept a share on Manuel Express because often people uh, might have a Mac, but they want to share it with their, their, their significant other who only wants to access it on the iPhone. So we had to in some ways make the UI work from both iOS and from macOS. And as I, you know, so going back to where I started my long ramble uh, a little while ago, as with most things at the moment, the, the built in experience for the iOS SDKs was pretty good. I mean, I don't always think the way iOS has these pop-up windows and walks you through, um, Walks through stuff is always the prettiest way of doing things these days, but they do tend to just work. Whereas on the Mac, let's just say um, the experience um, left something to be desired, uh, which is sad because you know you 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 know, when these technologies are cross-platform, you know, with macOS, iOS being different platforms uh you would hope as much love and care will be put into each of them but it, it's pretty obvious most of the time that uh that um you know it, it well it works all these things often work on the mac the the experience you get may not be um 
quite so good from that side of things. So we had to do some work there. But it, it was literally uh, launched uh, a few hours ago. And um, well, on the whole, I think iCloud, I, iCloud kit sharing is not massively complicated. You know, it's it, from a user point of view. Uh, you you have to send an invite, which you can send by SMS or you can send by email or some form of that, and then people have to accept it and money well will open. It's uh, probably just about complicated enough that it's going to be interesting to see what support we get back on it. Because uh, one thing you learn is uh, when you run software that is used by, um, you know, non-engineering people we have some engineering here, is you soon become amazed how some people ever get anything done on a computer <laughs> based on the questions you get asked on support and so as this is a uh, uh you know a slightly more tricky thing it's going to be interesting to see what happens there but it's too early to tell and you know sam who is uh frontline support does the first first uh uh, answers is not um, quit or resigned yet today, so I'm, I'm guessing it's going. I guess it's not going too badly yet. Either that, or he's so uh, depressed by it, he hasn't even bothered to tell us he's not working anymore and just fucked off. <laughs> uh, which raises a, an interesting side note. You know, which is more stressful and annoying to Sam? Ask. And we call this segment surreptitiously ask Sam. Sam, what do you hate worse, having to edit this podcast or dealing in frontline support for Moneywell <laughs> releases? You can answer on the... Uh, I'll take my answer on the air. Okay, well, um, either Sam will have to record something and butt in here, or he can um, send us a written note and we, we'll read out on his behalf next time. Okay. okay. <laughs> dear <laughs> Fuckhead. I mean, dear John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something like that in there. So, yeah, so that was uh, the first of the things that we... When we released, we promised, we said, we look, we know we've not fully delivered here. Um then that was probably that was the the fundamental one that we you know felt really was sad to be lacking when we went out the door uh but that's good to get out there so um yeah onwards and upwards next to the next next thing which is uh implementing open banking which is going to be um well actually in fairness because of the way you have to do banking these days bank you, you you no one gets to communicate directly with banks anymore that those days of everyone connecting there was something called direct connect mainly in the US mm-hmm. never never got here in Europe uh moneywell has traditionally used direct connect to connect to bank accounts it's dying a death very fast um banks are withdrawing from it uh pretty quickly especially the big banks i mean the, the thing is the difference i guess in america compared to compared to the rest of the world or europe anyway is you know you have lots and lots of very small banks whereas that really just doesn't happen in europe you have big banks and that's about it you know you have the ninth bank or fourth street in <laughs> shitty little town arizona you know um, okay you've just like there's now an army of fractional listeners from arizona pick <laughs> shitty little they... town Shitty little town, any U.S. state. There will be a U.S. state. Every okay, U.S. state will have, have, have every, a shitty every little state town. in the United States coming together. They do. Like, they you do. Know, nobody okay. makes fun of, of backwater England. I mean, like, imagine if somebody referred to the place you live as East Bollockshire. Yeah, that would be terrible, wouldn't it? It would be mm-hmm. terrible. I, I, I would get very upset. I mean, I mean, just onto this. 
bank naming in the US is ridiculous. <laughs> I think uh, I, I think is there a bank or something called the Fifth Third Bank? And it was like <laughs> it was like yeah, we we wanted to be the third bank in town, but 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 someone else already had third bank. In fact, four other people, so we'll be the fifth third bank mm. of of whatever. Anyway, uh, anyway, Direct Connect is 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 dying, and you start going through. You have to go through big services to to access bank accounts and that type of thing, um, which actually means technically it's, this isn't going to be a big job. There'll be some UI, there'll be some uh, security stuff to make do, but you know, just good documentation. Uh, the, the downside is there is a cost to accessing these APIs, which you have to somehow work into your uh, financial model. Uh, but the big thing is just the amount of paperwork you have to have in place for these these uh, companies to allow you to connect uh, through their service. And, you know, it's one of these ones that is really, like a lot of the bigger things, it's really not geared up for companies of our size. This is geared up for corporate access or big company access. And you know, he wants this policy and that policy and this policy. And there's no wiggle room within the system to say well actually you know as a three-person company we don't need the how do you sack 400 employees at once policy um, or whatever it might be <laughs> we only ever sack one at a time and that's always sam and about three times a week um, but, <laughs> okay. uh, um, uh, so it's going to be a see so it's we're going to have a number of months now where you know, one of us will have the joy of uh, working on the code, where the other will have the joy of uh, someone else will have the joy of uh, trying to create policies and prove that we follow them. That's uh, maybe slightly ridiculous, but there we go. The joy of doing software. Um, Scotty, uh, I, can I do a, a live feature request and get you commit to, to making it happen? Well, you can do the live feature request, and then we will give you our stock support answer, yes. <laughs> Which is, that sounds like a very interesting proposition, go pound sand. Now, I, I don't know whether it's at all remotely possible, but your mention of, of kind of banking transaction data made me think about it. So, you know, uh, as a fat old man and family man, uh, you know, I uh, I allow the, the foul child and uh, to have access to the credit card for, for spending things on things he needs. And part of the reason why I do that is because, you know, just you kind of kids have to live and, and so on and so forth, but you want to teach them good money management skills. And the thing that I've always liked about MoneyWell is this idea. It's like, here's an envelope. This is the amount of money that you have to work with. And when it's gone from the envelope, it's gone, you know, unless you're going to magically fill it up somewhere, either by taking from another envelope or just, you know, going out and, and robbing a bank, whatever. That type of thing, I think, is really nice. That is a, an advantage of debit cards in general is that, you know, you're, you're penalized for using them, at least in the United States. Um, I think it's the opposite in Europe because, you know, in America, you almost can't get by without a credit card. There's There are more and more places that simply will not take anything other than a credit card transaction. Let's call it, you know, a, a card transaction, whether it's credit, credit or debit or, you know, contactless, whatever, you know, it, in other words, not cash. Um, so it's kind of hard to enforce those. Here's the amount of money that you have to work with. And I think another common thing about the United States, more so than anywhere else, is that, you know, there's a lot of money that's made off of these transactions. 
And it's kind of funny. It's like we're all paying for it in terms of, of increased prices. And the only people that are able to, you know, you, you can't claw back a portion of that unless you have a card that is willing to rebate some of it. And it was funny when that that came out as this big thing. It's like Discover card, the money that, you know, the card that pays you back, which basically, you know, you're, you're paying, I don't know, something like 3% for every transaction. And that's getting split up. Uh, and so if somebody pays you half a percent back and is kind of giving that up as a gimmick, well, it's kind of kind, but you're you're paying for it. So you're basically saying, we're going to take a bunch of your money, but we'll give you a little bit back and make you feel good about it. But Apple, for instance, the Apple card, it, it's nicely done, you know, and one of the things that they do is that you can at any point get your easily get your transaction data out of it. And I think most modern credit card apps have that. So I'm curious about something, whether this is even remotely possible. Would it be possible in a way that you can imagine? It's like you say, I'm going to grant you access to use this card, but you are you are going to have some limits because, or at least I'm going to make it very easy for you to be able to see how much has been spent and maybe even by category. So then you can decide, oh, it's the middle of the month, you know what, I've gotten three burgers and, and that's the end of my burger budget. There's not a, a kind of an easy way of doing that. It's, is that even remotely possible given the fact that, uh, you know, you might be able to do it if everybody used one card or one transaction system, but since people can choose their own, you know, is it is it at all remotely possible in a way that you can imagine? No. Okay, not figured as much. <laughs> because because money, well, uh, banking apps in general can never, unless it's you know, if you're you know working with Bank of America and you've got a card, you might be able to set certain things and where you can use a card, but. I mean, unless I've totally misunderstood what you've just said, you know, we, we, you know, in banking within MoneyWell and any of these apps, basically it, they just come in as a transaction which you record and then right. you have to a- allocate to something. And so basically it might be able to see a transaction and see it's for Dickie Joe's big burger or burger or whatever and will identify, well, that must be coming from, you know, foul child's burger budget. Um, but what will happen is your burger budget will go into the red. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's just to be precise. I understand that, that you know, you're not going to be able to stop the transaction or anything like that. But if I think about it in the day-to-day use, a fundamental people problem that have with, with money when it, it's kind of no longer cash that you pull out of your wallet and you can see, I've removed a $20 bill and I haven't put another one in there. It's gone. You know, that was kind of, that was budgeting in, in, in our day when we were mostly using cash. So now it's so easy to tap and, you know, swipe and, and so on and so forth. It just disappears and you can't see it. But after the fact, is there, a, you know, because you've got transaction data and depending on how, how it's hit, you know, that's, that's kind of tricky, but I do notice that for instance, you know, a lot of times you'll, you'll make, you'll purchase something and you might get, like, if you use Apple pay, for instance, you, you, you get a little pop-up notification that's there. Um, and I don't know whether there's a way of, of like saying, okay, or basically if you could instill in somebody the discipline to make a screen capture of, of, of the transaction, could you then, you know, use the, 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 text extraction feature that that exists with 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 loading photos or whatever to make it a little bit easier to say hey you just spent this just so you know you know your 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 spending budget yeah that type of thing yeah i think i mean working on notifications is something we have we're trying to do some design for now to how we make useful notifications out of money well as opposed to just annoying ones um Mm. in there and i think uh warnings about 
certain budgets being over. The, the trouble is, I think most of the way banking works in most applications now is almost it happens as a batch transaction. Mm. Now, whether that happens automatically when you start the app and then happens every day, or um, or, or whether it's when someone presses the button because. That might depend on the service. Sometimes you're not allowed to access it unless they explicitly say access it because that's part of the terms and conditions that you must live under and other times not. Whereas a nice thing would be, so for example, if you have your own banking app and you spend on your card and the banking app will immediately post a notification saying you've just spent this is because it's got real-time data. So if the banking services over time expand to say, well, actually, we can give you a push transaction when something happens on the bank or whatever else and then MoneyWell can respond to that or MoneyWell is allowed to like poll the banking transactions more frequently and it can then immediately try and do its auto because when transactions comes in it you can set up rules and whatever else and it will try to automatically where it can assign it to what it believes the budget to be based on the experience it has and what you've told it in the past it could then say oh by the way that burger you just bought, that's the last one you get in this month or whatever <laughs> um, mm-hmm. in there. But I think that's that totally, yeah, by time you sit down once, if you have to sit down once a month and you download, or once a week even, and you download your transactions, the usefulness of that notification is far less than in the moment you use the card. Mm. It says, yeah, right. don't, don't do that again. But I don't think particularly companies of our size will, in the nearest future, will have access to to transactions in that close to real time. Okay. Well, I thought I'd ask, I might be wrong. Uh, I might be wrong because we're yeah. still investigating no, no, no. how to do this, in which case that will be a really nice feature. Um, but uh, uh, we, we've lost things. But it's, um, yeah, we'll have to see. Well, and just the last thing I'll say about what sparked this thought is this idea about sharing a money well, you know, sharing a document. It's like, well, it's a sharing of a budget and, you're, you know, I can see how, in in a situation where you have people who are all trying to participate, there's a kind of a family pool or a group pool of money, and you want people to be able to to spend and spend wisely and know how they're spending. That's the the interesting thing because I think that that's 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 the the the, the basis of basic financial literacy, which is um, not often taught. Taught, and I've I've read articles about saying it's like you'd have people who are incredibly smart, incredibly skilled, and have deep knowledge of obscure topics, but they can't, you know, they can't, you know, in terms of daily life skills, tie their shoes, so to speak. Yeah. Well, speaking of tying shoes, Scotty, if you have no more that you have to say at this very moment, and we want to start to slowly bring this ship back to, to, to dock, if people wanted to talk to you about to warn you of the dangers of either leaving your shoelaces untied and getting them caught in an escalator and being dragged to your to the bottom of, of, of a hotel lobby to, to much to your embarrassment and amusement of all who see it on the, the surveillance footage, how and where might they do that? Well, funny enough, I tripped over my shoelaces this morning. <laughs> I know, for, and it was for, really amusing. It was like for, it was on a Br- British Great British Fail show. But um, unfortunately, it was nowhere dangerous. I was outside. I was on a golf course where there's lots of open space, and uh, it was early in the morning, so no one else there to see it. I didn't actually fall over. I did one of those little forward stumbles that if you just see someone doing the distance, you'll say, ah, shoelaces. Um, so, but... <laughs> If you uh, if you wish to uh, send me commiserations on that, or send me 
good YouTube instruction videos on how to tie your shoelaces so they don't come a ho- come open mm. four times during a walk around a golf course, uh, then please do so on Mastodon, where I am, scotty at developer.social. And, uh, uh, John, if people need to get hold of you to... Uh, to congratulate you on your uh, intuition about my shoe situation (laughs) without even knowing. How should they do that? Uh, Well, you can find me on the Mastodon as well, where I'm Jembe at mastodon.social. And should you be threading about your way on the meta version of of such a a group chat service, uh, you can find me as as plain old John Fox. But in either case, I actually do love interacting with you all. So keep keep the letters coming. Yep. Yep. Okay, well, thank you for tuning into this uh, this uh, episode of Ida Vanapur. What did we say was going to be called? Oh, fuck, I forgot to sing. Something like that, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, exactly. Uh, we've been a bit all over the place. Some tech, some not tech, some whatever else. But hopefully, if it was your turn to listen today, we've we've provided you with 35 minutes where it didn't quite hurt as much as it was before. <laughs> It hurt more than it was before, and now you realize how good your life was before you listened to us. And Whichever so way it we is. We provided your service. <laughs> yes. And Barky but, the failure dog is just basically saying, God, sh- yeah. for the God, shut for the those, of, For those of you on the premium f- feed, our, our, our dearly loved, the listeners we truly love, you'll hear Barky right now. Those not, he's he's extra. You don't get him on the, the general service. So there we <laughs> are. Right. Thank you for listening, and until next week. Or next time, even. You take care to tie your shoelaces. We've only done that ending 360-something times, and we still fuck it up regularly. There we are. Mm-hmm.